Welcome to Crispy Coated Robot Listens to an in-depth exploration to music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss Duran Duran's 1982 smash album, Rio. Hey, it's Jim. And it's George from the Crispy Coated Robots. Welcome to Crispy Coated Robots Listen to Rio. Rio from Duran Duran, the mm-hmm. English new wave band, uh, their second studio album. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're going to talk about release dates on yeah, that? Yeah, it's kind of weird on this because I know that you, uh, yeah, it, it, they came out, released worldwide on May 10th, 1982, but they say it reached number one in the UK and number one in Australia and Canada. And then they really re-released the album in the US November of 82. So I'm, I don't know the, the what the record company was doing, trying to recreate more, uh, you know, hype around Duran Duran. You because got me. You got me. Uh, But what we're going to do today is break this album down, this landmark album down track by track. We're going to play the music for you, and and we're going to talk about the different tracks and uh, maybe some things uh, that you don't know about it or just some personal uh, observations. So, Yeah, and and it's an amazing album, too. It's like uh, at the time... Radio was kind of playing um, holdovers from the 70s. Let's say 82, you get uh, Steve Miller with Abracadabra. You have uh, some leftover Paul McCartney stuff. So you don't really have the new wave represented as much in, you know, before 82. I mean, there's a couple songs that that squirt through. Maybe like, I don't know when Tainted Love came out, but uh, by Soft Cell. But when this album hit... It was a completely different sound for the radio. Yeah, but also, uh, and I agree 100% with that, but also what was going on was MTV. Uh, And this album and its videos helped define MTV. So you had video before, but artists kind of didn't know what to do with it. I remember seeing some Elvis Costello stuff that is basically, here, put a camera in the middle of the room and we're going to you know, play a song. Uh, but this really showed what a powerful medium that could be. And, um, and I mean, right off the bat, they, they kind of defined the look. And here, here's how you do it. They set the bar for it uh, with, with some of their videos. But uh, Yeah, and it's, it's kind of it's a, a bounce from the video they came out with before, which got some play on MTV, which was Planet Earth yeah. from the first one. Where and they're was, standing on that big platform. It was almost kind of like this Gary Newman-ish type Bowie type yeah, thing, yeah, you know, uh, that they were, they were going for. But this was a, a whole different with the title track of Rio. Uh, out in the sun, out in the sand, have a beautiful woman uh, walking around the ship they're sailing. You know, it's a, a great shot of them sailing. I think this is a Russell Mulcahy video. If not, it definitely has a style where you have all this kind of beautiful stuff happening. There's no real storyline, yeah. but the guys are having a great time. Yeah, they, uh, if I remember correctly, they went to Sri Lanka um, and, and filmed like four videos. They did Rio, Hungry Like the Wolf, Save a Prayer. And lonely in your nightmare, and you know they're wearing suits on that yacht. They did not anticipate that they were doing that, so they, there was some confusion. They were going to wear suits, uh, and then it's like, oh, by the way, you're on a yacht. So that whole iconic image of them with those really fine suits and the colors and everything—that was an accident. And they were just like, well, this is all we pack, so we got to have this. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, let's, Jim, let's jump in, uh, and talk about the song Rio. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so, uh, you know, the girl that laughs at the beginning, that's Nick Rhodes, uh, girlfriend at the time. And, uh, this was the fourth single that was released, uh, from them that the originally 
the song had the title Amy A Go Go. Okay. Was that the Amy lyric too? Amy A Go Go. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Good thing they changed it. Yeah. Thank you for changing it. But the fourth uh, uh, single released off of this album, the final single. And, and you know, the thing about it is that the fade in at the beginning is is so amazing. Then you go into that that bass, which you really um, probably haven't even heard from someone like, I mean, if you listen to Sting's bass lines and some of the police stuff, he's moving around a lot. But this one uh, that John Taylor is doing uh, is is very special. At the time, you're just thinking, you know, I, I was a kid. I'm thinking this is a pop song. But evaluating it now, this is this song really is something special. Yeah, they. Uh, so you had keyboard synth bands because you, uh, you mentioned um, uh, Soft uh, Cell. Well, Soft Cell and uh, uh, the Cars guy. Oh, uh, uh, Gary Newman. Gary Newman. Yeah. Uh, so you had synth bands, but this was a a rock band with prominent keyboards was the significant difference because his bass lines are just at bass and, and drum bits uh, that and this the band offers. You know, not to, not to take anything away from guitar, even, you know, it's, it's kind of a stabby guitar at the right moments. Yeah. But the, uh, and, and, and you're your keyboardist is, is Nick Rhodes underrated? I mean, cause this is a sound you kind of haven't heard on the radio before when it hits. It, it was very, uh, Eye-opening, ear-opening, I guess. Uh, it uh, it was very different from what was out there. You had, uh, you know, the band The Cars doing some interesting stuff. But this was, it took it to a, a very different level. Um, and, and you would not have it. We're talking about Nick Rhodes uh, on, on the keyboards. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, it was really uh, some interesting approaches using the arpeggio uh, yeah, of yeah. the Roland uh, machines that he was playing. Um so uh, let's just go down the list. Yeah. We, we've got Simon LeBon on, on lead vocals, like mm-hmm. we said, Nick Rhodes, John Taylor bass, on bass, yes. uh, Andy Taylor Guitar. on guitars, Roger Taylor on drums. drums. Yeah. None of those guys are related. <laughs> uh, the, all the Taylors, uh, and how they didn't just name the band Taylor, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But uh, actually, th- we'll talk about how they got their name uh, later, but... Uh, are you ready to do this? Yeah, let's Jim? let's go into it. This is a, a great way to kick off an album. It's Rio Duran Duran as the crispy coated robots. Listen to Rio. The staff of crispy coated robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle, and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect, and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously, what did you expect? Now on with the show. Woo! I love that uh, end part when he comes back real strong. I don't know what the emotion on that, that you know, when he comes back, Hey, say there! Da, 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 the whole yeah. part there. It's uh, one of my favorite parts of the song and of this album. Yeah, that's good. The band said the song was a metaphor for America, you know, from the mountains in the north down to the Rio Grande. So that's... That's the whole of America, uh, actually. So not really about a person named Rio, uh, but uh, very, very good stuff. Very good stuff. And uh, so, um, and the video too. You got to give it to whoever the girl was, and you might know. Uh, very, uh, uh, you know. And I know MTV, like you mentioned MTV in the last break. They they really did take this video um, and and kind of stamp their thing as as check out MTV. I remember this in commercials showing that girl winking. You know, what video does that come from? It comes from Rio. Yeah, well, and one thing about the filming of this, uh, they did it on 35-millimeter film 
as opposed to just that regular videotape. So it did, it, it was like little movies. Um, so all of their videos post planet earth, uh, you know, really it, the quality of it, they were like little mini movies. Absolutely. Yeah. So you ready to talk about my own way, Jim? Yes, we are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I asked you if you were ready. It's the second track on Rio. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's, it's got a different sound. I, like this, so there's a song um, later in the album, uh, Last Chance on the Stairway, which sounds like Rio's cousin, basically. Uh, but this has a different sound to it. The, this, uh, you know, way. I'm glad you mentioned it. This sounds like Girls on Film to me. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. of their, their earlier tracks. Uh, so, I mean, that riff that kind of funk it's it's unmistakable that this is the same group that recorded that other piece so yeah so let's listen to my own way as the crispy coated robots listen to rio all right please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes if you're into that kind of thing we now return to jim and george and there's george's favorite song from the rio album as the crispy coated robots listen to rio my no, own way because no, he always likes not. everything's his own way no he's like that that's my true. song that's not true this this was the first single uh, it, they released it before the album was released. This this was back in uh, November 1981. So, um, so you think this? Uh, what happened? I mean, why why aren't we singing my own way like we're singing uh, uh, "Hungry Like the Wolf" or Rio? It's not as good a song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stating the obvious. Oh well, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. It didn't have it. Didn't have the. Uh, it didn't really capture. It's, it's good. I like it. I like its placement on the album. Uh, but those other songs are just mammoth. And some of the stuff that we're going to get to, uh, yeah. Uh, so the next song is Lonely in Your Nightmare. What are your thoughts about that, George? Well, this is interesting because we, we've heard two tracks. Listen to where the vocal is placed sonically. It's, it's real close to the listener in, in contrast uh, to that. Uh, and again, I love John Taylor, uh, the bass player. He plays this fretless bass in here to give kind of more of a melodic sound. So I'm, I'm ready if you are. Let's get lonely in your nightmare as the crispy coated robots listen to Rio. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. And we are back. Crispy coated yeah. robots listen to Rio. That was lonely in your nightmare. Lonely in your nightmare. Uh, so I wanted to talk about where they got their name from. Do you know? Yes. The movie Barbarella. Barbarella, a character by the name of Duran Duran. He is a blind angel uh, in this crazy, trippy Jane Fonda sci-fi movie. What, uh, 1968? 68, yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, Vadim. Yeah. Duran Duran. And then, so, George, you're an art guy, too. Talk a little bit about how the cover, the cover is so striking and the cover is so 80s. Um, where do we get this cover? And it's, I know the artist is Nagel, but that's all I know. Pat, Patrick Nagel, yeah. And he has a very distinctive style, uh, kind of an art deco and pop. He, probably most known for his illustrations in Playboy magazine, okay? But just this exquisite use of line. And um, so, yeah, i very excited to, to see this. I mean, he's done so many pieces, uh, but um, just... He his characters are always kind of very. Uh, the palette is very pale, uh, and just accentuates that hard line. Uh, 
to, to frame in whatever the, the subject is. And people so. in the 80s, and probably still now, hang nagels in their home. You know, I know that was a big deal with, you know, like the almost the single man, you know, having that, that uh, attractive nagel woman up on the, on the wall, you know. Yeah, when I went to, to art school in, in 85, I mean, he still was a force uh, that other up-and-coming artists were uh, trying to emulate, uh, may, take his what he opened uh, artistically and apply it to, to their own styles. Uh, so, yeah, he, he was a big influence on, on many people, and you can see why. It's just it, it is hard to get the essence of something just so simplified to where it's a single line. Yeah. Um, so, so on, fantastic. Uh, the next track is the first song I ever heard from Duran Duran. I'm sure a lot of people, this is the first song they ever heard from Duran Duran, Hungry Like the Wolf. Hungry Like the Wolf, the second single, uh, peaked at number five. And uh, this, uh, we were talking a little bit before the show, this is a Roland uh, 808 drum machine and a Roland Jupiter 8 keyboard where it's got this arpeggio. So uh, inspired by, believe it or not, Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, really? Really. Well, yeah, I, okay. I, I'm gonna have, well, the Big Bad Wolf. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the explanation there? The Big Bad Wolf? I'm hungry like the Big Bad Wolf? That's what Simon LeBon <laughs> reported. I'm, it's not just something that I think. I mean, I, yeah, I thought you yeah. were, I thought you were like just, you know, speculating, <laughs> speculating. <laughs> well, let's listen to uh, the classic hit hungry. Like the wolf from the album Rio as the crispy coated robots. Listen to Rio. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. Still sounds fresh, oh, doesn't it? Yeah. That Roland arpeggiator. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny because Duran Duran, after this song and after a few hits, they were up to the Beatles or a boy band kind of. Um, oh, there was a frenzy. There was yeah. a frenzy. There was there was a lot of people. Um, one of the frequent listeners of this show, one of our biggest fans, uh, Joseph, we'll just leave his name, Joseph J. Uh, he was a great friend of mine, still is, uh, but in his room. That's amazing. He <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> in his room, which I didn't understand at the time, he was into playing bass. And oh, this is a band for that. Uh, yeah, on his ceiling, you know, where guys usually have a picture of that lady in a bikini or possibly, you know, Budweiser girl or whatever. He had a picture of a poster of John Taylor looking back down at him. <laughs> no joke. And I told him I was going to talk about this. Oh, okay, this I was going to say, did yeah, you I'm, just not, I'm not putting out. I said, hey, I'm going to mention bass this. love. For- but I, I do understand it. He wanted to play bass, and he was looking at somebody who he considered to be an idol of his. So you he know, woke up every morning looking at John Taylor. Uh, and Taylor um, still has on Facebook. He actually takes these songs and breaks down his parts on there. Uh, you know, if I don't remember what his channel is called, but. Um, it's it's very interesting where he will just play the bass part and without the synths, without the guitar, and even without the drums, his bass parts are so amazing that he can play a song and it still sounds like the song. It, it sounds even, great. Yeah. Even though it's a very, uh, very active bass part. And, you know, I think he, one of the reasons he did Power Station, you know, they did Power Station, they split off to Arcadia's. I think he oh, really wanted to... Ex- do we want to talk about that? Well, I think he really wanted to explore some of that stuff. And he did some amazing bass stuff on that Power Station album with Robert Palmer and, oh, yeah. you know, Andy Taylor and uh, Tony Thompson. So that's another show uh, <laughs> when we break I, down. I want to say something about that in a little bit. But for right now, I want to get back to the fifth track, uh, Hold Back the Rain. Hold it back. Uh, kind of edited down. Originally, it was about 10 minutes. Uh, so we're not going to 
do 10 minutes. We're going to do uh, four minutes, uh, <laughs> the, the uh, original release. And uh, do you have any? No, let's about? go ahead and then jump in. This okay. is the final song on side one. It's Hold right. Back the Rain as the Crispy Coated Robots listen to Rio. Okay. Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. And we've held back the rain. Hold back the rain. <laughs> so lead singer Simon LeBon, he became worried, talking about John Taylor, he was beginning to develop some bad uh, habits with drugs and alcohols. So he wrote the lyrics to this song and slipped it under the door. So I kind of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're slipping it under the door to me? Okay. No. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought I was reading. Jim, I care about you. Don't do drugs. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's the end of side one. Um, yeah, on to side two and new religion. New religion. It begins with this interesting keyboard pad, um, the chords, and then kind of hands off to, again, another just solid bass groove. And his bass really shines on this track. Uh, I read somewhere that his approach to this tune was, uh, have you ever heard the song uh, Stay off of David Bowie's Station to Station? No. Okay, well... <laughs> If Check you, it out. If you, uh, ha- if you have. If, if you have, you, you'll recognize kind of the uh, framework in, in what he's doing on the bass here. Okay. So this is New Religion as the Crispy Coated Robots listen to Duran Duran's Rio. You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. And we are back from New Religion. That's kind of like uh, for 80s, you know, to talk about religion or put that in a song, you'd be like, you know. Very uh, controversial. Controversial. We're banning this album. This is morally, uh, morally offensive. You talk about a new religion. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> this is the Crispy Coated Robots. We're listening to Rio by Duran Duran. And we're up to a song now, which I said earlier in this show is the cousin of Rio because basically it has an active bass line. It's got the same feel as the song Rio. It's just called Last Chance on the Stairway. And it kind of break da- breaks down in the middle and it has this kind of weird kind of. It has a xylophone solo. It's like folks. a xylophone walking in the stairway type solo. Yeah. So. Not enough xylophone in New Wave for my money. Uh, so <laughs> it's represented here. What's funny is they do it for a bit and then they stop. I mean, it's just like just a little bit, a few bars, and then it's like, okay, enough of that. You know, so I don't I don't know what the thinking on this was. But, but am I wrong on this? Doesn't this kind of sound like a Rio S song to you? Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, With so the xylophone. So yeah. if you liked Rio and xylophones, and you've never heard Last Chance on the uh, stairway, Last Chance on the xylophone. Today, originally is your this day. was called Last Chance on the xylophone. No, it was not. So <laughs> this is the crispy coated robots. We're listening to Rio by Duran Duran. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. Last uh, chance. All right. Oh, <laughs> Crispy Cutter Robots, we're listening to Rio by Duran Duran. Up to another hit. This is a classic one for keyboardist, George. Well, I, wanna... I know you're like we're at the, the, the altar of Nick Rhodes after you heard this song for the first time. Uh, before we talk about that, <laughs> I, w- I want to talk about our connection with, uh, you had mentioned the power station. Yes. Okay. So this is some insight on how Jim and I met. Uh, so in 1985, like you said, John and Andy Taylor released an album the, with the band called The Power Station, which had um, Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer as as the lead singer. Uh, Bang a Gong, get it on. They, and they did some the like T-Rex. it hot, which is a great song. Some yeah. like it hot. So Jim and I uh, and a few other members, we joined together. And I knew Jim in, in high school, but uh, of of him, and we kind of knew each other, you know, in the halls and stuff, but. We joined a band 
that was going to be Humble, Texas Power Station. Yeah, because I was in another band called Elastic Plastic Band, which is still active. And we were just like, hey, well, let's split off and do. We're going to do this power station thing. And I was in other groups at the time. Uh, So it was kind of the coming together of Umble's best (laughs) underrated musicians. Uh, And uh, that went on to be The Shapes and other things later. Uh, But that's how Jim and I became uh acquainted that's and, an incredible story and yeah. uh yeah i'm i'm tearing up it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful story of friendship and no um but anyway uh so that's that's where i met you yes yes duran duran uh, in, in a way brought us together well the, the power station well you know yeah. members of duran duran in a way <laughs> yeah brought us together. so uh i do want to talk about save a prayer it's the third single released okay it peaked at number two and I am pretty excited about what's about to happen in a few moments, Jim. Our listening audience is going to hear the song, some maybe for the first time. And for many of you uh, hearing it again, it is such a bittersweet melancholy, just an elegance to it. I remember being at a party when I heard this song for the first time, and I just stopped. I was dating a girl who had come from England, uh, and she had brought all these records with her that I had never heard, bands like Adam Ant and and others. And I was like, who is this? What is that? That's amazing. This song is so great. And I still, when I hear it in a moment, it, it takes me back to where I first heard it. It is just, it is this my one of my top three songs by this this group. All right, so let's let everybody hear it. Save a prayer, Duran Duran, as the Christy McCutter robots listen to Rio. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the good stuff right there, George. Yeah, it became the album's biggest hit. Uh, And that drum track was recorded in one pass. So this is pre pro tools and stuff like that where you lay down a few and then you just cut and paste it uh he he played it all but the uh, uh do you know who inspired uh laban uh for this song's chord structure no i don't please tell me you remember the song if you could read my mind by gordon lightfoot if you could read my mind though, so is that what a yes do my thoughts <laughs> do. i love gordon lightfoot yes. uh i know you do uh so that the song's chord structure uh, and that melancholiness that is just so fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I can hear it in the song. I, I love this song, Jim. I love it. That's a great one. So save a prayer. And now we're up to a song where I know Duran Duran fans just gush over. Oh, this, this song. is ear candy about to happen up in here. This is like this for Duran Duran fans is, is I think this is their Hey Jude. I think this is the one, <laughs> I think this is the one that like oh, oh the chauffeur oh the chauffeur uh, like I said <laughs> some ear candy about the just disseminate you. And uh, I think they had a video for this from what I remember in black and white for the chauffeur thing that was kind of, uh, uh, I want to say controversial, but I'm not sure. Uh, I vaguely remember something. They were always kind of pushing the edge. With yeah. I mean, videos. you go girls, back to girls on film, girls on film. They had stuff. like a R rated version of that. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, they also, you know, that was an interesting video in itself. Yeah. <laughs> we could so, do a whole show on girls on film video. I think we should watch it. <laughs> All right. I think we need to check it out. So here is the, uh, ooh, I, I guess, what would you call this song? Is this kind of like a magnum opus or is this kind of like they're kind of, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, like a secret. It's like you're a Duran Duran fan that 
to know this is like the biggest one because I mean, if you're just a regular listener, you yeah, know, how I don't, I don't know that I ever heard it on the radio that you're going to hear it on the radio today, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you kind of had to have the album, uh, to, to experience this and such an interesting choice, uh, because this is going to be the last song. When you look at how the album started and how it ends in this kind of very dark, um, uh, uh, and sonically, what they would what they do with it, uh, but they've definitely earned uh, their ability to to be able to put this on the album. I like it a lot. So here is the chauffeur as the crispy coated robots listen to Rio by Duran Duran. This should be the last time that you have to pause this. I promise. And now here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. We are back. Yeah, I forgot about those flutes from yeah. the chauffeur. Sing Blue Silver. Yeah, and I remember, didn't they have like a, a collection of their videos? Uh, Sing Blue Silver? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember I tried to, what does that mean? Oh, <laughs> you're not a Durani. Yeah. You do not know about the chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, they, Rolling Stone uh, called, when this album came out, uh, called them the start of the second British invasion uh, in the States. But uh, yeah, solid album through and through. I'm glad we got to, to do this one because this is a nice nice album um to me from a band in in you know the 80s this still holds up because you know sometimes we listen to groups and the keyboard stuff it just it's super cheesy but uh i like all of the choices that uh nick rhodes makes here and uh even even with that one all the weird little stuff that's going on with that garbled and the origin kind of as as a boy band, as we know for the from the history of uh, yeah. boy bands, some of them don't make it. Some of them don't have the talent to follow up. All these a, guys are still going. A, initial hit, yeah. but yeah, they're still going. Made some great music after this. Mm-hmm. Had actual had a time when they actually experimented, went away, came back in the '90s with even more hits. So I mean, it's uh, truly uh, a great story. Uh, Duran Duran Rio has been a, a great show today. We appreciate you listening to the Crispy Coated Robots and. We do have our podcast to tell you about. Every Tuesday, a new episode. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can hear George and myself. And what do we talk about on those podcasts? A little bit different than this. Yeah, a little bit different. Top the top five lists. We're saving the future, basically. The future is gone. But we're, nuclear war. Nuclear war. But we could save it by actually gathering some pop culture stuff. You know? How'd you like that? That was pretty good stuff. <laughs> we do stuff like worst, worst kids movies, best Beatles albums. Uh, best Eddie Murphy movies. That's some of the shows we best do. Best Tree. Best Tree. That's an actual show. <laughs> He's not lying, folks. Uh, so check us out at wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Again, everybody, be kind, be well, and find a way to invest yourself into others every day. This program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally, be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.